Hello and welcome to Take 18, a podcast where we love to talk about movies simply because we love movies. This show is produced by the Central Coast Film Society, and my name is Daniel Lair, the founder and executive director of the Central Coast Film Society. Today, we have the one and only Ken Knapsack. He's going to be joining us from his command center down in L.A. Also, Sarah Risley is going to be uh, joining us. She's a member of the board of directors of the Central Coast Film Society, and we're going to be talking about her connection with Ken and uh, how he's been a part of the Film Society and the Central Coast area. So if this is your first show, welcome. Uh, We hope that you check out our old episodes. There is amazing content on there. Just last episode, we had Bo Derek on. That's right, the one and only Bo Derek. She came on the episode, and that was just a real treat. Check it out. She's got some great stories on there. Um, But we all have uh, uh, walks of uh, Hollywood and entertainment professionals that come and join us right here on this show. Um, so stuntmen, cameramen, producers, writers, directors, everything. So just check our, our old list. It, it, it's really awesome and a lot of fun. You could also just hit that subscribe button if you're listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And that way you uh, know when every single episode comes out. So throughout this entire podcast series, we do look into movie news, uh, reviews, and interviews uh, here, as well as filmmaker takes to just talk about the movies. So let's go ahead and get started and welcome Sarah to the show. All right, we are joined by Sarah Risley. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much. Of course. Well, and uh, Sarah, you are on our board of directors, and you wanted to come on because uh, our guest today is Ken Knapsack, and you have a special connection because you got him uh, tied in with the Central Coast Film Society. Tell us about that story a little bit. Yeah, I have been a huge fan of Ken Knapsack's for a really long time, uh, starting back in his uh, days with Schmo's No Show and Screen Junkies. Yeah. And every once in a while, I would hear him make a joke about Pirate's Cove or uh, <laughs> a joke about the Central Coast. And I started to ask myself, wait a second, uh, how does nobody he know just so makes <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's not just a joke you make from nowhere. And there was an opportunity at a live event for the movie Trivia Schmodown last year, and I actually got to meet him. And for the first time in person, I you know, took a deep breath and plucked up my courage, and I asked, are you actually from the Central Coast? And it turned out he not only was from the Central Coast, he had grown up here, but he went to high school in Arroyo Grande. There you go. And and then uh, fast forward a little bit, and we had him up here for a huge Star Wars event we had at, at the AG High School. And um, the, it, I think he had a fun time doing that, too, because he's like, yeah, I parked in the same spot I parked <laughs> all the time when I went to school. And then, of course, he got to talk about Star Wars, which, you know, he's the expert on. He's He's got this book out, and he's had... I don't even know how many Star Wars shows on on Collider and uh, all these things. So uh, what's some of your favorite shows that you you would watch? So my favorite shows that I would watch, this is back when he was doing TV fights with Roxy Stryer, and that was on Screen Junkies. (laughs) And uh, really early on, I became a huge fan of this Screen Junkies group, and I was even on SJ Plus, and I did the whole thing. And that group introduced me to so many other online creators that are absolutely wonderful in their own right and really got me uh, that was my introduction to movie trivia schmodown yeah. uh, and the schmoes no channel with christian harloff and mark ellis well and that's a huge online film community as well you know so you got you kind of dug yourself into there and and, and started uh poking going down the rabbit hole i guess that's a way to say oh it. Ab- absolutely uh and this is and you know i started watching on his trailers right 2012 it yeah. was uh something that we all shared and we thought it was so funny and then that got me into screen junkies and then meeting ken or seeing ken the the big thing for me was when I started commenting and, you know, first you comment and you send it out to YouTube or into Twitter. Then these people were actually commenting back. (laughs) And that was a huge light bulb moment for me realizing, Oh my gosh, these, these are not just creators. They are humans and they love what they do. They're, they really want to, you know, continue to do better. And I uh, had an opportunity 
having two children in uh, 2013 and 2014, I had a lot of sleepless nights, Daniel. Yeah, yeah no, I, I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the screen junkies and schmoes knows those guys really kept me company. And uh, not only do you have a lot of time, but you don't have a lot of time or uh, to talk to anybody else. Cause at least at that point, uh, you know, your babies don't talk back to you. So it was a godsend to yeah. have this type of area on the internet where you could have some kind of, uh, you know, humanity and entertainment and laughter and conversation to help with those sleepless nights. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think it's, uh, it's not, <laughs> you know, I've, I've got two little ones myself. I, I kind of vaguely remember those, those sleepless nights. They were, uh, 22 months apart. Um, yeah. but it's, uh, you know, the, the humor that this group does that Ken is so well known for, um, and just his wit and, and his knowledge on movies alone. I mean, anybody that loves movies and finds it funny is a, it's just a great way to just kind of escape that normal life. You know, if, if you got the kids, if you got other things going on in your life, this is just a great outlet. And, and it's also, it's great because you have that community of, of like-minded folks that are there too, um, that, that are commenting along. And then you just, you, you kind of, it's almost like this weird online family. Like I, I totally get it. I totally understand that. Um, is that kind of, is that same for you or am I just talking? It, no, it, it really does at some point. So being in the community and being around and commenting is one thing. And a couple of years in, you start recognizing the same people commenting, whether it's on Twitter or on fa uh, Facebook or on uh, YouTube. And then you start to build a relationship with these other people who are also huge fans of these different areas. And that's when I started to realize that we had so much in common. Uh, a lot of the fans are there and they're so incredibly grateful for not just the entertainment that these groups and, you know, these creators make, but that there's also some connection there uh, that gets you through those darkest times. Mm. Uh, in 2016, I needed it and I needed these groups and I needed the laughter more than ever. Uh, my husband and I went through two miscarriages in a row, oh, which was, you know, just it's a tragedy and it's something that you get through as a family. Uh, yeah. But man, do you need to laugh? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you need something yeah. other than your day-to-day -day and what you're going through to get you to want to, you know, keep going on and enjoy life. And I thought, wow, that's so heavy. And it seems like, you know, you don't want to share that with your other friends that are online. You don't know them that well, but then you start to meet them in real life. You know, we, we get to uh, talk and then meet each other at the movie trivia Schmodown live events. Yeah. And you start to find out that, this connection through tragedy or through really, you know, times of need, like what we're going through right now yeah, yeah. to not feel alone, to not feel like you're um, going through it on your own. Even if you're not sharing what you're going through with the, the community online, they are there for you and they're in a big way. And that's when I realized that what I was experiencing was way more than just consuming entertainment. It, it was, uh, being a part of this, these groups and getting to have a voice and getting creators who actually talk back, which yeah. was uh, a whole other thing. Now that we have the live events and I cannot wait for the next time there is a movie trivia Schmodown live event because they are truly some of the best that uh, you yeah. can ever experience, especially the free for all. So I, my goal, I know this is my long con <laughs> is that, through the, you know, our fandom here and through Ken Knapsack and our connection to Movie Trivia Schmodown on the Central Coast that we could actually have another big event here in our own backyard, yeah. which would be my ultimate, uh, you know, plan and goal to have <laughs> all of these people because they really are the best. It, it is it is a lot of fun to watch, and I'll definitely uh, probe Ken and see if we can uh, get something like that happening. I'm I'm sure he loved it. He loved coming up here, so I'm 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 sure that that might be a thing 
once this uh, COVID-19 uh, era ends, um, <laughs> we can do some more live events. But yeah, it, you know, it's just, it, I think right now, um, you know, I was, I'm just thinking about like, how do you prepare for Trivia Schmodown? Like, isn't this the perfect time to prepare and like sit down and watch movies and, and get everything all, all situated? Um, but, you know, it, you know, it's, you, you got to find the laughter. You got to find the bright side on, on everything going on. Uh, you know, just like how back in uh, the, the 1930s Great Depression, you know, Hollywood was huge. The the response for people trying to get out there and just be a part of the movies that are coming out and, and in a form of, of escapism. But it's just it's to get out and to be able to also just be with other people and have that shared experience. And I, I think it's really cool that there is a way to um, have that online now. So it's absolutely it's it's really that, it's cool. It, it it shortens that that distance where you can just reach out and start talking to people, and it, it really helps. It really does, and and with these communities, we all love film, right? We love TV, we love media. Of course, we that's why we're here. Experience it, and but the second thing we love to do just as much is talk about it to experience yes. it with other people. And what I love about what we have now that maybe the, uh, you know, the people during the Great Depression didn't have is that ability to connect outside of our neighborhood through these online forums. <laughs> you, you have yeah. so much now with Twitch yeah. and with Discord servers. And one of my favorite things that um, we're getting to do, I mean, being a patron of an artist or a creator is not new but there are so many of these creators like Ken, like the movie Trivia Schmodown, that have their own patron pages where you can, uh, you know, support financially. You can support uh, through comments. You can also get to have a more of a one-on-one -on -one relationship with the people that run some of your favorite things online. Yeah, yeah. And the, the side effect is you get to become part of this mini fandom with these are now becoming even bigger fandoms uh on their discord servers it's it's almost like a gold star groupie is that kind of <laughs> <laughs> could be they uh, the cool thing is that i didn't realize with covid is that we have people like on the ken knapsack discord server and we're talking each other through this and we're all around the world. I mean, we have people in the discord server who are on the East coast. We have them internationally in the UK. Yeah. We have them in all of these different places and yet we're all still able to keep in touch and really keep each other uh, supported through whatever we're going through right now. That's awesome. That's really cool. All right, Sarah. Well, I think it's about time that uh, we introduce our our special guest today, and it's going to be Ken. So thank you, Sarah, for coming on the show, and uh, stay safe out there and watch more movies. Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> All right. All right, we are now joined by Ken Knapsack, the one and only. Hi, welcome back, Ken. Hey, what's up, my Santa Cruz friends? Hey, well, we're we're hanging in there. It's uh, been a while since we've seen you last up here. In uh, last August, we yeah. we had you come on up for a Star Wars screening. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I can't believe it was uh, <laughs> a decade ago in our minds. <laughs> uh, but you know, so much fun, and, and I always love going home. But to go home and, and just kind of be part of uh, the wonderful thing you guys are building up there was, was even more fun. So hopefully we can do it again sometime. Well, yeah, whenever they actually let us allow to have events, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, that was so much fun having all the stormtroopers coming up there and just celebrating oh. Star Wars because, I mean, Ken, you've kind of made a name for yourself as uh, as a Star Wars guy, you know. It, it, it's just something that's happened. Is that is that, it's, is that something yeah. you wanted? Like, were you aiming for that? Like, you're like, I, I just want to be a Star Wars expert. Uh, no, uh, no, <laughs> just a lifetime of fandom. That's how these things happen, right? I yeah. Mean, I, I I left Central Coast in 1998, having uh, you know graduated high school, AG in '94, did my radio time up there at Cape '95, and and I wanted to get into comedy and, and content creation on that side. Be before that word content creation was even a thing, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, and live comedy and sketch comedy. Uh, Star Wars was just always a thing. So when digital media really started exploding in 2012, even then it wasn't something I would have thought. But 2014, yeah. got to start doing Jedi Alliance on the Popcorn Talk Network with Mon Garrett. And 
you know, we weren't really making a living. We weren't doing that. But it's like, you're like, oh, suddenly my years of that thing I loved alone in my room are now, uh, you know, are, is helping me. And yeah. so then it just became a, a fun a fun thing to keep keep doing and keep growing. Well, and dude, once you're doing something you love, you know, it's not like you're actually working, right? <laughs> no. It, it, uh, well, yeah, yes and no. <laughs> yes and I've, no. I've never, no. I've never truly experienced that till now where there are, look, there's days where I'm like, oh boy, I got I to gotta do this uh, yeah. two-hour Star Wars podcast, but then we enjoy doing it. And then I get off that podcast and often I'll cook a TV dinner and sit and watch Star Wars. So I do love it and it's fun. Well, and you also wrote a little book. Uh, and, and this little book is called Why We Love Star Wars. And, uh, you, I mean, you go into that pretty, pretty heavily, and, 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 and I loved it. I mean, you, you gave me a signed copy, and I, I went cover to cover, man. That was, that was fun. That was, and there was a lot of things in there that I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally jiving with you on, on all this. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, so, but tell me about that. Tell me about the experience and, and why you even got into writing the book. Because now the book's been out for just over a year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, so congratulations! Uh, it's been out for a year. Hooray! Th- yeah, thank you. No, it's great. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's uh, it was something that I wanted to do. At least, at least writing a, a book of some sort. Because who doesn't want to do that? Right? The great American novel. <laughs> right. And this this is not. That, but um, I've always had the back of my head. But I was afraid. I was afraid to do it. And I think really? that's a. Yeah, I think that's a, something that I think uh, people who are, are creative and and. and want to pursue those type of things sometimes it's it's we don't admit it enough you just didn't know if you could take that kind of rejection to quote a mcfly yeah do i have those skills can i i I can write a three-page essay can i write a book and can i stretch my ideas and i you know for years not just a fourth book but just any book so it finally happened i I lost my full-time gig at collab video in january 2018 and it's like you know what do you want to do with your life what do you what do you want to you know have you put enough blood on the tracks and this opportunity came in to write something from Mango Publishing through my friend Alicia Malone. So it's like, all right, let's, let's try this. And they settled on, uh, you know, a few ideas, but we settled on Star Wars. It made sense. It's what I was most known for at the yeah. time and yeah. still am. So yeah. then it was like, oh, great, crap. Now we have to do this. And uh, <laughs> it was painful at times. It, it, it took a lot out of me in, yeah. in the best way possible, as, as most good things uh, do and and so that's where we are. The book is out. It's on shelves. You can order it. You can uh, you hold it in your hands and yep. and I love that. And it feels good to look back. The, you 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 don't remember the pain. No, it's it, it's like a, it's labor pains. You know, it's, it's child, <laughs> as two dudes here can talk about giving birth. You know, that's yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it totally as makes sense. Experts on labor pain. <laughs> I can assure you. Yeah, but uh, you know, I yes, I've I've heard that. I heard that. I've heard that now and I, I will never know that and will experience that, right. but it seems to track. <laughs> sure, sure. To track. Um, how, yeah. How's the reception going? I mean, are lots of people picking up on it? I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, you know. No people chiming in saying, it. no, you got this totally wrong, you know, like normal <laughs> Star Wars fan base would do. Um, you know what, here, uh, a couple things on that, like, um, you know, no one ever, no one's ever going to get rich writing a book, uh, you know, unless you're down the line and you're Stephen King or something like that, right. or Jake it. And even then, I might have more to do with movie rights. Unfortunately, I don't think I can sell the movie rights to my book about Star Wars. Um, yeah. So, um, so, but but it's been going good. And and what's more important is it's generally been well received. Meaning, I'm sure there's people out there who don't like it. I'm sure there's some people who have some problems with it, but they haven't sought me out to tell me. Yeah. And so they they didn't is, tell you that yeah. during the toilet paper shortage that uh, your book was the first thing to come off the shelf. And I and I would have understood it. I had an extra extra box in the in, in the garage. <laughs> oh, no. Um yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like um I'm just saying because the Star Wars yeah. fan base, it it, it nowadays, especially uh, I don't know if it's post prequels or what, but mm. it, it's very polarized out mm. there in terms of the mm. fan base. You know, so it's like they either love it, you know, and they're gonna go out and get the tattoo the next day, or yeah. burn it, burn it all, you know. So burn it. Yeah. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> Do uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and to your point, like like you know, my podcast or when I was on Collider Jedi Council, yeah. We did that show every Thursday. Right. And by the time I drove home and got back to my house, um you know, there were a bunch of comments and tweets about how I was an idiot and I was dumb or I was a shill or all those kind of yeah. things. Uh, the, and, and that's just part of it, I guess. But, um, uh, you know, there's good conversations to be had about wh- where the lines are crossed. Um, but uh, the book didn't, you know, occasionally, I don't know, maybe a bad one review was like, no, 
one star, no new insights. And that was the end of the review. It's like, okay, great. Uh, nothing I can do. And that, yeah. that's the challenge. And that's the challenge as, as, a, as a writer, author, artist, filmmaker, podcaster. Um, you know, I know a lot of your work in, uh, you know, behind the scenes visual effects stuff. If you sit yeah. down and work on something and, and it's out there, then you're open to criticism and you're open to having it <laughs> be out there. Yeah. And that can be a great fear. That can be the fear I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Good enough. Well, exactly. And I think anybody in a creative industry needs to know that your work will be criticized. That is just kind of part of the gig. You know, as a creative, you're putting your stuff out there for people to see, unless you're a total recluse, you know, and, and oh, this is mine. I'm never going to release it. Um, it it's going to get out there and people are going to share their opinions about it. So, I, yeah, right. I, it, that doesn't matter if you're writing a book, if you're making a movie, if you're whatever, if you're painting a painting, yeah. it, it, anything that's creative it and that's mm -hmm. just art, you know, so. Yeah. But very cool. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, man. It was it was a ton of fun. Uh, so. Um, any any uh, version 2.0 to add some of the stuff that, that didn't make it in? Because that was before Last Jedi came out. Am no, I... was that, it, it, no, it was after Last Jedi. Oh, was, Solo. Or, oh, was, uh, oh I'm sorry. It was before uh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, yeah. Mandalorian. And Mandalorian. And so um, so we... let's talk about some of those that didn't make it into yeah. the book then, because I'd love to get your take on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in terms of will there be something else that's, you know, unfortunately... As you know, not my, my not my decision. It'd be the publisher's decision. We we begin just begun uh, talking about maybe any me doing something again with them, um, maybe a new book or whatever. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, putting stuff in there or a, a reworked version, I love it just because there's a couple little weird mistakes that made it into the first book, as what often happens. Oh yeah. So I'd like to correct those, uh, and I got to correct them with the audio book version. But you know, it's oh, a nice. thing that keeps it keeps you so, up at night so, where I misnamed the Star Destroyer in the first essay, which I knew I knew which one uh, it was. I wrote the wrong one. No one caught it. Cardinal Sin, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna be I'm just gonna be destroyed. <laughs> but uh, only one of only one of my friends was like, Hey man, I got a question was I wrong about the Star Destroyer? I was like, No, you're right, you're right. The wrong Star Destroyer got in there. Um nice. But as far as uh, stuff Mandalorian, Rise of Skywalker, um even some stuff in Star Wars Resistance in the final season, yeah, there's definitely some things I I'd, I'd wanna put in there and, and definitely uh, feel would have their place. So yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Well, so what do you, okay, because I, I got to just mm -hmm. say, just since we're all quarantining at home, you know, we've got nothing better yeah. to do than just sit and watch TV. I mean, Disney Plus is really putting out their content right now, and, and they're really hitting it with um, that Star Wars content. So Mandalorian mm -hmm. is, uh, that came out, and I think that was a huge hit. I, I saw there's many uh, a meme saying, oh, Star Wars, here you are, you know, and mm -hmm. um, I, I think... Mm -hmm. Let's just talk about that, because uh, to me, that show, it really did kind of hit a lot of key points of what you talk about in your book. So I, I was just mm -hmm. kind of curious to see what how you felt about that, the mm -hmm. show and where they're going with it. I, I really love it and love where they're going with it, more importantly, or what might be. Um, uh, and I was um, I was not super excited for it. Coming, really? Uh, when it was coming out. No, um yeah, how to explain it? Like, yeah, here I'm this super positive Star Wars fan. I was very excited. I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to be there watching it, and, and I want yeah. this to, to to kill. I want this to be great. Um, I I I felt some of the some of the fans uh, out there who uh, watch Star Wars in a little bit different way than me were being like, oh, this is our series. It's dark and gritty and nasty, and it's and it's Game of Thrones in space, and and that's not what I the Star Wars for. So I I let that kind of permeate my expectations i was like i don't want some star wars gritty underworld type of show yeah. that's gonna be dark and everything well um, and there's rumors of that show coming anyways but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um then i we saw i saw the stuff at star wars celebration and i, I long story short i i you know you know i, do, I know some folks actually was a it was a uh the effects person uh a uh and a prop designer who I, I know that Pedro Pascal wasn't the Mandalorian, like he wasn't in <laughs> right. um, the costume. And I, I saw a clip of it at uh, Celebration, and I just wasn't connected to it. I just I was like, he's not in there. It's it's uh, Brendan Wayne, and then later on we learned also Latif Crowder. Right. Uh, yeah, I was just like, I wasn't connecting to it. But then the series comes out, and, and this is always <laughs> the lesson I think I have, particularly for Star Wars fans, is we've got to release ourselves of our expectations. We've got, as my friend Joseph Scrimshaw says on Force Center, 
uh, engage with the story presented to us and uh, just kind of see what's presented. And and what ends, ends up happening in episode two, I was pulled in because this was this really emotional tone poem mm. of uh, growth, maturity, and finding your identity, rediscovering who you are, but also going to new parts of your life. And it's about parenthood. Uh, it is about, uh, you know, uh, can you change your ways? It's kind of horrible. So then that is the Star Wars stuff that I love. Yeah. My favorite scene in The Mandalorian is uh, is uh, is uh, Quill, the, the yeah. voice of Nick Nolte, yeah. reprogramming IG-11, the assassin droid. Mm-hmm. And it's all it is is three, four-minute montage of him just rehabilitating a droid. To me, that's the heart of the series. Yeah. I write about that a, a lot. Um, so, um, yeah, like... It, that got me, and that got me. And there's a lot of tech stuff that's great. Some of it looks spectacular. Some of oh, it, the tech stuff is amazing. The new technology yeah. with that screen that they use is unbelievable. It's, it's the, it, the volume, yeah. Some of it, yeah, I the think volume. It's only, yeah, it's only going to get better. Some of it, some of it, I was like, eh, you know, like, all right, like built to be our set, but like, whoa, you know, that's part of Star Wars' history, you know. Oh, yeah. No matter what you, you know, no matter what you think about Jar Jar Binks, Ahmed Best as Jar Jar Binks was groundbreaking, and it led to so many other things, and that's what ignites George, and that's what ignites a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, the series got me in the end, it got me and I'm excited where they can take it. Nice. Nice. So, um, so talk to us about where, what, where are you at nowadays? Like what, where, where are you doing? I mean, yeah, you, you're an AG local, but now you're, you're in LA and you're still doing your shows. Yeah. So tell me what, where are you at? What, what gears are grinding down there? It's all about podcasting, uh, creating. I had the chance to, um, work on a series for uh, uh, Wondery, uh, the podcast company, through a company called Blue Duck Media. I worked with Blue Duck to to write and uh, kind of put together a documentary podcast series called Sports Wars. That's their series, Sports Wars. I did a series uh, on The Rock versus Steve Austin. Oh, nice. And their history and rivalry. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. great. It, it got, uh, the whole series got uh, Webby nominated, not just my particular run, but the whole series. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun, and that, that stretched my legs in another direction. It was kind of like my big writing project at the end of last year into this year. Yeah. Where, you know, I love wrestling, I love those guys and everything like that, but it was like something new, something, you know, a lot of research, a lot of writing, um, a lot of sweat into that, working with Wondry, which you know had a lot of notes and a lot of pushback on some things and learning that's part of the process so that was good um and after that it's just been podcasting and and this pandemic lockdown situation is as stressful and worrisome as it can be um i also have to say that i benefited like yeah jim bezos you know becoming a trainer but it has forced me but let's, let's phrase it that way it has forced me to really sit down in my own office and get the tech capabilities that I have always needed to mm. be at the level the level I needed to be at it, to to get to, to put it all in effect um, to broadcast to live stream to record to discipline myself to record every day and now I'm at home I am in my home studio and I generate all my income and shows from the studio and I don't work for any other companies unless nice. I want to. Yeah. And that's a scary, slippery slope, as you know, freelance. You yeah. can slide right off the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's working right now. And it was already in place. I've been working at home for two years. But I think it's some, it's a, it's a sometimes uh, trauma or stress. And, and I'm relatively okay. I had, some, I had some friends who experienced some really direct loss with COVID-19. And, and yeah. you know, uh, it, it's, it's, it's been around the shadows around my edge. But for me, I was like, you know, what, what can I do at this time? And it's to get me to where I always should have been, but I was too lazy or afraid. Yeah. And so yeah. that's where I'm at. I, and, and, you know, working, I, working at home. I, I totally agree with you 100 percent. You know, the, this is time for I think when we're at home, it's that self-reflection. And what can I do to make myself better that I didn't have time to do before? Um, I mean, and, and kind of yeah. similar with me, uh, with this podcast, we started at the in January of this year, you know, and we're like, yeah, yeah we're going to do podcasts. And then we're like, oh, there's a lot of stuff happening and I can't go to the movies anymore. Yeah. And. You know, there's, yeah. this was a really bad time to launch a, a podcast on on uh, movie entertainment and stuff like that. But but no, but what we can still do is is talk to folks in the industry yeah. and talk to locals and and share their stories and still still 
do this podcast from my home, you know, and and yeah. be able to um, still reach the people and and let them know that the stories are still going and that the process yeah. of the creative process is at home. It sometimes it's in your shower coming up with a wacky yeah. idea that you know you're gonna do later, but it it's it, it's still there and it's still it's like a muscle. You still need to exercise that muscle, you know, and uh, keep it yeah. fresh because yeah. this will blow over one day, you know, and yeah, it, it and once it does, you got to hit the ground running and i i i I applaud that i think that's something that's that's totally cool to do yeah and and it it, it might give you a chance to just like all right what do i want to do what what am i focus you know i've got even more again i use this word benefit but like i was talking with some of my uh, my my podcast listeners and my my discord server my private community uh through patreon and one of them i I asked the question like when this when this rolls back and as as it starts to slowly roll back certain areas uh you know um, what, what is actually one thing you might take forward from this? And one, one guy answered, I have saved a lot of money because I discovered how much money I was just throwing at things, food, items, food, whatever that I didn't mm-hmm. need to do. Yep. I got to try to keep that going forward. So it, it affects all things as far as the creativity, uh, those great shower ideas. Yep. Everyone's <laughs> going to hit the ground running and you, you want to be there uh, running with them. Yeah, totally. Um, do you miss going to the movies? Um, <laughs> That's the weird question to me because I don't go to the movies much, anyways. Oh, I right. I uh, no, I love it. I love them. I am a Monday at ten a.m. movie goer. Yeah. Um. So I miss that. Um. If if I'm being honest, yeah. That that used to be uh, when I'd go. Even when I would go up to the festival cinemas up there, which I think the names changed up there. It's Regal and, now. Uh, yeah. Regal. Yeah. yeah. I worked. I worked there back in the day. Oh, really? I used to love that. Yeah. Uh, I, my, that was my last job before I got out of town. After I lost my radio job. Oh, um, I worked so, at the movie theater in Buellton, so you know, not yeah, too, not too far go. away, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, I used to love, you know, getting my free ticket a week or whatever it was. <laughs> you call ahead, and, and I'd go like a Tuesday, ten thirty. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I think yeah. I, I I did get um, <clears throat> let go from from this position yeah. uh, at an early age, and I do believe it was because I was going to the movies more often than I was working at the movies. <laughs> Uh, so I may have abused my privilege to go. You're not alone. I I, I, I was fine, but like I, I remember we had that problem. There'd be some people you'd call them. Uh, you know, I wasn't a supervisor or anything, but my friends were. It's like you call so and so, and you know, Bob, can you come work a shift? Yeah. Now nah, I can't. And then half an hour later, Bob would call in. Hey, can you put me on the list for a movie today? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, eh, it's, yeah, it's funny how that works yeah uh, yeah but overall that do i miss going out you going to see movies yeah i i i i miss being able to celebrate them and have other people celebrate them yeah and whether it's you go to a big fancy theater where you have dinner and champagne served you or you go to a five dollar bargain theater and, and seats rickety uh yeah. i know it's important to the industry. It's important to the fans, and I'm looking forward to that returning. Yeah, and you know the other thing too is uh, I, a lot of people throw out this term, the new normal. And and personally, I'm I'm kind of like, no, I want to go back to normal. I don't want you know, yeah. but but you know there are certain things that are going to be different. But I think people were saying, oh, the new normal is you're going to start watching movies from home, and it's going to be this direct release. And of course, mm-hmm. Universal went through the roof on their, uh, you know, oh, we're going to do you know theater and you know video on demand and theaters kind of said right. uh new um yeah, so yeah. It, it's, what do you think is going to happen here do you think it's going to be more streaming from home or do you think people are going to be like no i want to go hang out with my friends and throw popcorn at the you know people making out in two rows in front of me you know <laughs> what what do you think is going to happen there i i look i think you're you're going to see a continued increase uh, uh, with the home entertainment version is as we all have our better tvs and sound systems and stuff at home it just you're not well, gonna some of us. Some of, well, some of us, but, well, well, and, but that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. It's yeah. like, so it's easy. You know, I got an, I got a pretty decent TV. My friend's got a 75 inch TV. Well, so yeah. he's in a, he's in a better spot than I am. Um, but so you're not going to feel sometimes in general, and I don't think this is necessarily true, but I think in general, you're going to feel like you're not missing the big sound, the big imagery. You probably are, but you're going to, eh, it's good enough for me. Plus, I'm home in my own bathroom. There you go. And no one's making out behind me unless it's me. So um, that is, but, but yeah, there's something to be said for the event stuff. I, I would never, like Mandalorian, you mentioned it, that home on my TV is great. Yeah. Um, if, if they had been like, great, we're, we're releasing Rise of Skywalker on, on Disney Plus first. Yeah. But it would have been like, boo, hiss. No, I'll, I'll rather wait. 
You know, Black Widow, uh, Marvel's Black Widow was supposed to be out, right? Right. I don't want to see that on streaming first. I'll wait. Let me, I'll wait and go back and see it in theater. Just because it is the event. It is the fun part of it. Uh, same with, like, like, working from home. I've been working from home for two years, but I have friends and I have, you know, hopefully something can go out. Right now, I have a lot of friends who are like, well, I hope my company lets me work from home after this. And mm-hmm. that might be the case. And you're going to start to see that. But I've, I've told some of those friends, that's great. <laughs> but on a Wednesday one point two months into this you're going to drive to some random office just to talk to humans yep you're not even you're not even going to work there you're going to show up and be like hi anyone want to talk about uh seinfeld last night like <laughs> just please i need a, I need to talk uh human interaction is important the event the field the community is important oh, yeah. uh, and i think that's not going to necessarily go away yeah and you know like back in my day when i used to go to movie premieres i had to wait in line and then go in at midnight to watch the midnight show and now of course yeah. it's yeah <laughs> now it's all changed and i'm like i i feel like such an old fogey now just going out like you kids don't remember the day yeah. when you had to go at midnight and yeah it was <laughs> but they, they were yeah. events they were huge and you know yeah, that's yeah. something that i think even star wars kind of kicked off too you you know, back in, mm-hmm. in in the 70s where it was just like yeah. you had the lines and the throngs of people and the culture of saying, may the force be with you. And what does that even mean? You know, and it, it, it's just yeah. people got excited and, and that, that energy just fed off of each other. And you can't get that from sitting on your couch and looking at Facebook and somebody going, hey, this is really cool. You know, it, it, yeah. it's not the same. No, so. no. Zoom calls with your relatives are great, but uh, it's nothing like sitting in, in uh, your uncle's kitchen, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, but I mean, okay, but video on demand does have its perks because you mm-hmm. can watch mm-hmm. movies instantly that you haven't seen in forever and just timeless classics and some things that you haven't seen and you've heard a lot about it. And like, I, I just saw, um, what was the movie? I just saw Get Out. I, I hadn't seen mm-hmm. that in like when it did the theater run and I finally got to see it and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. well, this is what this is about. Um, yeah. but, but you, sir, are what I would call a cinema guru, um, mm. because you are on this, uh, the Schmoes network, um, yeah. and, and you do have a Schmodown going on. So tell us about what that is. I mean, some people here on the central coast may not even know what this is and, and what is it that you do, but it's a hell of a yeah. lot of fun to watch. I mean, I, for, uh, it's a spectator sport for me. It's well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad. You know, I'd lo- I wish I wish it could catch some fire up in the Central Coast uh, because I'd love to go to uh, the Clark Center or something and do a big live event there. Yeah. Oh, God, that'd be awesome. Yeah. We've been doing we had a thousand people over in Chicago for the event there and, and it's growing and, and, and it's growing. So long story short, I, you know, uh, 2012, uh, I started producing uh uh, a podcast or a, a podcast called called Schmoes No Movies with my friends Christian Arnold and Mark Ellis, who I'd known from stand up yeah. for years and years. Um, they brought me in, and it's just uh, it was just two schmoes talking movies. They were on YouTube, blah blah blah. Throws from there. It, it it became something bigger. Became a lot of cast of characters, and it was a lot of fun. Just some friends hanging out every week, talking movies, joking around. I used to do the movie news, uh, which was done in the same style I did on the radio in the Central Coast, with a little comedy thrown into some actual news. So long story <laughs> short, uh, along way, along that way, on that potty, on that podcast and video, <laughs> the potty, podcast, yeah, potty. I said potty. I was <laughs> going to say video potty. I think um, that's the Boston accent for podcast. It's the potty. <laughs> potty. Um, we came up with, you know, who doesn't love movie trivia? Who doesn't love sitting around a bar proving what you know, right? Yeah. And so it was a joke at first between two of our interns at the time, like we were competing for something. And then it grew, and then they sketched some ideas, and, and Christian has always been a promoter. He used to promote a boxing league in, in um, college. Yeah. I found out from his old friends, he actually ran a, a wiffle ball league as kids in their hometown and up in uh, new york where he had you know stats and teams and logos and music and so this has been in his blood and he and he not only was a pro wrestling fan he worked uh, for the wwe about 2001 or two range yeah uh as a writer for a short time i've been in not only wrestling fan but been in in and out of wrestling for 20 years um and uh, love it so what it was what eventually became is active real competitive movie trivia combined with theatrics and characters that you might find in pro wrestling and it's a weird <laughs> balance at times yeah if you go back i was actually in the first official match me uh versus katie sackoff from battlestar galactica wow. and we we believe mandalorian season two i'm pretty sure that's happening mm-hmm. um and it was me and her and you know you have competitions and you lose and you talk smack and 
<laughs> and then it grew and it grew and now it's something big and it's the um, movie trigger showdown and it's uh, partnered with skybound which is robert carton's company and we started about we mostly they i'm just kind of a competitor in, in, in and uh about two years ago it was always in studio it was always on youtube we'd have a live audience sometimes maybe yeah. 10 people um the idea like hey let's go to a venue we went to a venue in los angeles it's hard to sell things out in los angeles because no one wants to go do anything um so we did it though we had about 300 people watching the live event in north hollywood and uh that's now you know we've been to new york and uh had some big shows there the star wars celebration chicago almost this time last year like said thousand people in attendance and it's crazy and it's fun it's stupid uh it's, it is it's stupid fun yeah no that's yeah and it is what it is and now we have a passionate fan uh, base around yeah. it uh fan leagues fan podcasts fan reactions and it is it can be treated like both you can come for the characters and the wild characters uh which are just extensions of the personalities you know and love in the movie sphere or the youtube sphere or whatever um but then also it's real competition so people who love sports can really get into it there we have people who break it down and has stats and percentages and it's treated as such as it's, it's interesting it's a, it's a weird mix so all I'd right love one day one day to be on the central Coast. well that would be awesome yeah and so as a contestant how do you prepare for that like what do you what, what do you do do you, do you have an extra well, you know that's that's what's changed that's what's oh, okay. changed when this when this started and i think 2014 was the first run when I sat down against uh, on, on a couch on our podcast studio against Katie Sackhoff, it was, what do I know? What does she know? And that was it, right? Yeah. Um, I was the first Star Wars tra- – they have just a Star Wars movie trivia champion uh, division. Uh, <laughs> 2017, it's Celebration Orlando. I outlasted some other people like Jeremy Jones and Sam Witwer um, to become the first Star Wars champion. I've since lost it. Um, uh, this great kid, Alex Damon, who I'd known and kind of had to even uh, pulled us and said, hey, he should he should get in on this. Uh, Christian, bring him in here. And he eventually defeated uh, our other uh, Sam Whitworth took the title back from me and, and uh, Alex beat him. And Sam, of course, is the voice of Darth Maul and now and everything. And he's great. Yeah. So um, that was different. It was you would study. You might look at a visual dictionary. You might watch the movies. You might jot a note down a number. Yeah. Like, you know, what are the odds and what docking bay is this? All, the, all those kind of things. But as Star Wars fans, we've always, if, if you get to that level, that's where you're at. You know it. You know it's docking bay 94. Right. You know it's 327. You know all these kind of things. Um, but competition has gotten more fierce. And now you have people with binders and oh. color-coded answers. And we've introduced the concept of, uh, you know, we had the concept of managers which I was a manager, but I was also a manager in pro wrestling. And manager in pro wrestling is all about facilitating the behind-the-scenes uh, point of the matches and uh, uh, communicating between the two wrestlers and the referee. It's a different thing. And talking to the crowd and selling the event. Wow. But, so that would be what I would do a little bit. You know, it was fun. I was a manager. I'll do a little promo, I'll say a word, and I'll go sit on the sidelines and not pay attention. Now they actually have managers who hold uh, uh, training sessions, and they have a draft like the NFL or something like that. And, and you can trade players. So it's, it's become more legitimate and it's kind of passed me by a little bit. I know some of the other older competitors, uh, not even by age, but just time and service <laughs> yeah. uh, are like, man, I don't have time to like read a binder with every character's name in Harry Potter or every Oscar winner for the last 50. I don't have time, but the people that do are rising to the top and they're having fun doing it. And that's uh, how serious it, it has gotten. Yeah, that's that's intense. That is uh, some intense mm-hmm. preparation time there, but I mean, yeah. you're you're always you're in the middle of it though. I mean, with all your podcasts, everything you've been doing, uh, you you are kind of at that forefront of of constantly uh, talking movies and, and really yeah. getting into it. I mean, you're you you live and breathe it in a way that I think that normal mm-hmm. consumers don't. Um, so, I mean, you, you've got a leg up on, on anybody. You just go into like a, a local Central Coast bar movie night, trivia Mm -hmm. night, and, uh, you know, just smoke them and they would, they would know what (laughs) what hit them. Um, but tell me, okay, so you got your start here in, in radio and then you went on and and you're doing stand up as well. So do you still try and get the stand up thing going or, you know, it's, it's, the gigs are probably uh, hitting, getting hit pretty hard right now. I'm right now. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, 
it's bad. Uh, comedy store has been shut down for months and all that kind of stuff. And, and yeah. it, it, you know, Hey, we'll get through it. But a lot of, you know, for every real rich comedian with a show on Netflix or a special on Netflix. Yeah. And by the way, they're not that super rich. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of comics who don't have that income that are just scraping by. So it, it's been tough. Um, yeah, no. So you know, uh, we can get to the central coast radio stuff, I guess second, but yeah, I, I moved to LA to do sketch comedy. I trained at the groundlings did all that kind of stuff. I uh, was there for a few years, and then after that, I got into stand-up comedy, and it didn't take. I loved it, uh, hated it, uh, I struggled with it. It's hard, and I ran away from it a little bit. A lot of fear. Again, fear's a fear's a constant thing you have to yeah. deal with as a performer and confront as a Jedi. Um, <laughs> and uh, I started to slowly work my way back into it because I said I'll never do it again after 2010. And by 2017, my friend Mark Ellis from the shows, he's a, he's a comedy store regular. Um, he he kind of sort of slowly tricked me into, into doing it. And, and I've been doing it. Um, so not as much, not as regularly as him. I don't go up every week, but we travel around. We were just in right before the lockdown hit. We were at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. We did a show there. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, stuff in Chicago where he taped a special. So it's been a ton of fun. And it's just been great to have uh, travel the road with uh, Mark and, and Josh McCuga, my other uh, you know, buddy for a lot of this. And, and that's been kind of fun. And, and that was unexpected. Uh, I, I walked away from it saying never again. And that's the lesson. Never say that. <laughs> Very nice. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what uh, you so you've done everything from from, you know, small hometown radio to all these huge shows. And uh, of course, now a renowned author on Star Wars. Um, but, uh, what, in, in all of your experience, I mean, I'm talking from, mm-hmm. from, you know, being on take 18 podcast with a guy like me to, you know, <laughs> all the way to the very start. What is like the one moment that you can think of that just blew your mind and just like, what am I doing here? This is amazing. Um, there's been things along the way. Or if there's a couple. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little time. I mean, having, with with the book, you know, uh, there was uh, there was a moment, you know, I used to, I had a day job for 17 years, and, and we all have to have that and, and um, need to, and sometimes it's a fun and exciting career, sometimes it's not, and I was a director of public safety and uh, uh, working in the security industry, and I, I worked at a place called uh, the Farmer's Market in the, uh, on the, in the Grove, uh, a lot of people know the yep, Grove yep. in Hollywood, Um historic location of the farmer's market side been there since 1860s uh and it's not when i say it's market it's not like downtown slow it's an actual like giant <laughs> yeah. facility right uh, an outdoor kind of mall if you will um and there was a barnes and noble there and on my little breaks or whatever i meet my friend who was running the grove and i was around the farmer's market security we'd go in this barnes and noble and chit chat and i you know this is the mid-2000s and i knew i wanted to do something more with my life and man i have a book and not too long ago um you know, there was no guarantee that your book's going to get to where you, you want it to be. Um, I was wandering through that same one. I went, you know, I wonder if my book's here. Let me just go. That's ah, probably not. And I went out there and there it was. There was two copies uh, on the shelf. Uh, and it just, that was one of those little moments. That's I'm like, awesome. I'm going to take, yeah, I'm going to take this win. There it is. There's a book with my name on it uh, that is there in this Barnes and Noble. And, and that was cool. So there's been little moments like that. I've been in the, uh, I was in the ring with uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper in wrestling, and that was kind of surreal. Wow. Um, I've met some folks and just been on stage, you know, the, just being on stage in Hollywood, and, uh, you know, which was a place I watched as a kid from, you know, Aurora Grande, my dad turning on stand up on, on TV. And there's the, there's those little things uh, that you can easily over forget, by the way. You, you're overlooked. You can easily forget and overlook them. Uh, if you're down and out, you're not as successful as you feel you should be, or you feel you failed. I always think of like, go back to 14, go back to when you were 14 and you started having some dreams about what you might want to do with life. And Hey, tell, tell that version of Ken, what you've got to accomplish. Um, the, the money, all those kind of things isn't, uh, isn't what I'd be wowed by. And, but cause there's nothing to be wowed by, but, being in a ring with Rowdy Rowdy Piper, him punching me in the face uh, with the greatest <laughs> moment of my life, uh, a, a book about Star Wars yeah. on a shelf. Then you go, all right, I'm okay. Take stock of what you've done. Even it, it, beyond even the creative endeavors, just in your life, go back and look and go, you know, choosing to focus on the things you have done successfully or pulled off, I think it's valuable uh, and a lot of fun and, and a boost to um, confidence that we all need sometimes. 
Wow. That, that's a great message, Ken. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, uh, I just want to say thank you again for, for taking time, uh, to come here on the show. I mean, I know you're still working from home. You got, you're still cranking out stuff like crazy. So, um, thank you for taking time to come and chat with us. Uh, love to have you come back and, and do some more, uh, some more stuff up here with us. I mean, we've got a lot of things planned, yeah. so hopefully, you know, once everything kind of begins to blow over and, and we can all, you know, uh, you know, blow out each other's birthday cakes and eat the same yeah. cake. And you know, that, that was a wild and crazy time when we were able to do that. So, um, uh, yep. <laughs> so, yep. but yeah, thank you, Ken, again. Um, the, your book's out, it's still available. Uh, where can we get it? Where, where, where can we find you? Uh, you can, uh, you can go to, uh, Ken to links to all my podcasts and, and Patreon pages and all those kind of things. If you, if you so choose to, if you want to pick up the book, it generally, you know, Amazon, IndieBound, Target.com, any kind of one of those big kind of sellers, it's there. Uh, you can go to Mango Publishing directly. I have a couple copies left that I'll sell personalized, uh, directly from my stash on my website but otherwise go to one of those things and if it looks looking um looking stores i, I that that's uh, that's the tough thing about selling a book you know writing a book's just part of the battle yeah. um getting it out there is the other half of it and there might be a spot where it's it's there if it's not if there's a bookstore in, in san luis Obispo that doesn't have it hey tell them you'd like to order it and then we'll get more on the shelf and that's that helps just as much as uh, grabbing a copy you know Awesome. All right, Ken. Well, we'll make sure to have a link in that in the notes. Thanks again so much, and uh, hope to talk to you soon, man. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, Ken. So before we wrap up, uh, you may be aware of the current lineup of events is postponed or canceled for all the Central Coast Film Society things that we have on the table right now. So in the meantime, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be making episodes of uh, Take 18 and doing our podcast, following a page from Ken's book there, and just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Don't stop. Um, it was that, that was really awesome. So make sure you reach out uh, to me if you have any questions or comments. Uh, you can do that. Uh, it's pretty easy to find me. Um, if you want to do a review of any particular movie or you want me to, um, you know, just kind of help you along with your quarantine problems, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you, virtually speaking. So there's a link down below. You can send a message, a voice message, or uh, email or send a message to us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, or anything like that. We are here for you. And that is a wrap on this edition of Take 18. Again, this show has been a production of the Central Coast Film Society, a 501c3 charitable organization. So we couldn't have made this show or anything that we do here uh, without your generous support. So if you'd like to help make a difference, please consider helping making uh, a donation. You could purchase a membership that we have here. Of course, you could just attend one of our events once that is up and running. So for all information, just visit our website, www.centralcoastfilmsociety.org. And you can sign up for our newsletter there or just follow us on social media. Again, I want to do a big special thank you to Ken for stopping by. Uh, it was just an awesome guy to talk to. I could talk to him about Star Wars all day long. And uh, and again, thank you, Sarah, for coming by. She's been an amazing uh, asset for the Central Coast Film Society. And I just want to thank you all uh, for everything that you do for the community. Thank you so much. And But, of course, I want to thank you for listening all the way to the very end of the show. Make sure you subscribe and share with everyone. That's how you can help us. It just takes a few clicks. Thank you again for your support. Truly hope you enjoy this episode. And that's a take.